0: Welcome to the ultimate top tens of sport podcast with me, Sue Barker, and once again joined by Phil Tufnell and Matt Dawson. So Matt, guess what? You're in the spotlight this time.
1: Good luck.
2: What, how how Good many luck. batsmen that I bowled against <laughs> in my career?
0: <laughs> These may be bring back some painful memories for you. You may have a few scars to prove it. We're asking you for the top ten toughest players that you've played against. Okay. Good luck.
2: Are you talking physically, Sue?
0: I think it can be, obviously, physically the hard men of the sport, but also those who are just incredibly difficult to play against, right. you know, the, the the toughest in terms of, of their ability within their position.
2: Right. Do I have okay. to crack on straight no, away? I mean, no. there's a lot of pressure here, Phil. I mean, I feel for you after
1: last week. I think I've got your number one.
0: Go <laughs> on, then.
2: You've got number, number one, one straight away?
1: Yeah, I've got your number one straight away. Jonah Lowe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No? Yeah, I mean, uh, I I know that we are going to be discussing uh, quite a long list here, but... Actually, Sue, it sort of answers answers my question there, because Jonah was not only incredibly tough physically, but his skills and his ability to play the game was just insane. I mean, the game's littered, isn't it, with big players now that can do it all. But of that mid-90s... Go into the late nineties. I mean, I played. I played against him four times in my career, and I actually touched him once uh, <laughs> in, those, in those four years. I, I did so well to avoid him, but I do remember him running straight at me, and you know, the, the heart's pounding out of your shirt. But you're, you're at Twickenham, and you, you know, your family's shouting in the crowd for you, like, this is it, come on, go and smash him as hard as you can. You become deluded that you can <laughs> take on this six-foot-six giant. And he just he just ran straight at me, thought I was some kind of speed bump, ran into me, bolded me over. I tried to tackle him, got my head in the wrong spot. He knocked me out, and I woke up in West Middlesex Hospital. <laughs> you know? So, tough as he is. Going to be on that list, and yeah. I mean that's an early shout. People have got a challenge. Some yeah. like some of the players have got a challenge. He's going to be right up there, right up. I there, mean,
1: Phil, he 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 was the first one, really, as you said, of a of a big fella, but just with twinkle toes, wasn't he? I mean, oh, you know I mean, amazing. he was just he set the rugby world alight, didn't he?
2: He he changed the game, didn't he? From mm. that that period of amateur to professional in 1995, he single handedly put. Mm. Rugby on the map around the world to say, you know, look at this sport, that World Cup 95 was, you know, was absolutely incredible. And yeah, I mean, scoring tries for fun, no one could get near him. The South Africans dealt with him in the final just by triple marking him. And it was like some kind of 6 form bundle. As soon as he ever got the ball, the whole of the South African side just jumped on him. But yeah, he, uh, he changed the Unfortunately, he's not, he's not now with us. He, he had a, a kidney disorder and passed away in 2015-16. But what an unbelievable character of the game off the field. And yeah. cer- certainly the, the best player that I ever played against. Whether that wow. goes into being the toughest player, we'll have to see, won't yeah. we, I guess?
1: Yeah. yeah. Must be a few other Kiwis in there, mustn't there? Yeah, I, mean, blacks, I
2: I've got, I've got a feeling the list is going to come predominantly <laughs> from New Zealand, South Africa, <laughs> yeah. um, France, horrible, oh, yeah. dirty, <laughs> dirty French individuals, though. <laughs> horrible lot, horrible lot. <laughs> yeah, but it was back in the day, innit? it. It was back in the day where you could get away with, you know, a good grab of the testicles. There, it was, <laughs> uh, it was absolutely fine. Uh, not so much anymore. It would have been right up right up your street, Sue, that game,
0: right up that street. <laughs> Sounds magical to me.
1: I reckon Sue would have been a good number eight. <laughs> <laughs> Just at the back of the scrub. <laughs>
0: before you you, you've mentioned all those countries but what about home nations let's discuss some home nations players first for example I mean your big mate he's been we know him well Scotty Quinnell
1: he's a big lad
2: yeah and there's no there's no question that he was a tough player very skillful. you don't get to go and play rugby league as well as rugby union without being incredibly skillful. but there's such a fine line isn't there between tough and dirty um (laughs) Uh, and uh, of, of the era that I played, there was a lot of people that went into the dirty category regularly. <laughs> Scotty Quinnell played with, uh, but against, and with actually for the Lions, but played against him loads of times. England-Wales, he played at Clenethly. I was at Northampton at the time. Uh, at, at the semi-final of the European Cup in, in 2000, we played Clenethly at Medeski, um, M- uh, uh, where Reading used to play. I had a bit of a dodgy shoulder been sort of subluxing not dislocating but just slightly sort of tweaking a little bit and I, I remember getting this ball I was playing I was scrum up but for some reason I was at fly half someone passed the ball to me at first receiver at fly half and I saw Scotty Quinnell and there was a little bit of space either side of him so I'm thinking right well yeah here's my cue here use my footwork and change direction and, and I could run around him and he knew that and I knew that <laughs> and I was obviously I had the advantage and I've just stepped off my left foot and wrong-footed him, and his reaction—he just stuck out his left arm, clotheslined me so hard across the face. I mean, I'd beaten him. I'd totally beaten him, and I just got this enormous left paw across the face. Right, I was instantly KO'd. Right, when I haven't even hit the floor. I. I was KO'd so quickly that actually by hitting the floor woke me back up again.
1: It was madness.
0: It was madness. I think he's got to be a number one after I mean, the story. It was unbelievable. Oh, and of
2: course, yeah. I get up. I don't know what's going on. Didn't, didn't have the old HIA and all the rest of it. I've got up and got on with the game and I'm wondering, God, my shoulder's a bit sore. I think I landed on my shoulder and, woke and sort of woke me up. And five minutes later, the, 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 there's a ruck penalty, Northampton, and I'm like, right, we've got to pick the game up here. And I've gone for a quick tap penalty, taken a tap penalty, and I've run through a gap, and Scott Cornell is in the bottom of the ruck and has just reached up and held my shirt and pulled me back. As he's pulled me back, he's fully dislocated my shoulder. <laughs> He's not, not having yet. a good game, door. <laughs> He's <laughs> knocked me out and dislocated my shoulder in five minutes in a game. Wow! And I, I call him a friend, just so just so you know, I call him a
0: yeah. friend. He was your roommate as well. He's
2: my roommate. Yeah. He's making me cups of tea and then going to smash the shit out of me at the weekend. <laughs> it's
0: just mad. I think he might be on the list, toughers. I I he might He's be there.
1: There. easy, yeah. easy. I bet he let you know it about it as well.
0: Let me throw another name at you then, because this then. guy was a, a Question of Sport legend, Paul O'Connell. Oh, do you remember him on Question of Sport? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean basically, we we had this game where the initials of players would make up um, a sporting phrase, a team, or any sort of topic, and we had this huge board of loads of blanks across it, and the first. Answer was Goran Ivanishovich. And we put one G in and one I in. And Paul guessed it. And he was on your team, wasn't he, Tuffers?
1: Yes, he was. And I've just gone, oh, listen, move on, Sue. We don't know. We we don't know. There's 25 letters there. We've got an I or something like that. Shall we just move on? And then just as you were moving on, Paul's gone, oh, no, hold on. Hold on. I I think I might know it. Borussia Munch and Gladbach. (laughs) Sue's nearly fell off a chair. Everyone nearly fell off their chair. And Sue's gone. You're right. Oh, brilliant!
2: brilliant. I just just felt for the. I felt for the production team who probably spent a week coming up, buying all the rights for all the footage, all the effort that's gone in, and and you can see I was like, oh, don't believe it, just ruin it. But well done, well done.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great captain as well. What he does. Good captain.
2: Amazing individual, right out of that sort of second row leadership mentality. And Martin Johnson Blum, he's got to be on. The, oh. He's got to be there, oh, he but yeah. you know that that type of ilk uh, yeah. of, of player, John Eels for Australia. Oh yeah, um, I mean you have to be to play that position. But Paul, Paul O'Connell for such a a gentle giant off the pitch, he had this slightly psychotic <laughs> way about him. <laughs> that honestly you wouldn't mess I mean he, that, that look the sort of thousand yard stare yeah. or uh, you know right, I, if you're going to run through the wall Paul I'm coming with you don't worry about that power we're yeah. in that's, that's an interesting one he wouldn't have ordinarily have come to my mind but now that you mention that Sue
1: yeah
2: it's going to be difficult not to have him
1: who was the other uh, South Africa? is it Matt Matfield Victor Matfield yeah
2: yeah I'm not sure I played against him oh didn't you Bakis Bota and and Victor Matfield were without out tough men. But if you go back to my vintage, yeah. there was a player called Mark Andrews, who I think may have needed some kind of help because he was <laughs> proper bonkers. <laughs> a, a, what position, does was he? He was a second row. He right was second row. So that Lions tour in 97, he was up against Martin Johnson. And it was probably the only player... That I have ever seen go toe to toe with Martin Johnson and not be intimidated by Martin Johnson. So, Mark Andrews w- would would potentially be, be up there. The South Africa, I mean, listen, the, the list of right. South Africans, goodness me.
0: They were the right. Harbin. What about Ruben Kruger?
2: Yeah, Ruben Kruger, Corner Krieger, who was the captain, right? He was the captain of South Africa when England beat them, I think it would have been 2002. We beat him by like 50 points. And they were naturally embarrassed. He made it his mission during the game to to injure me and get me off the field. And that was with high tackles. That was with headbutts. Verbally <laughs> abusing me. Um, I, honestly, it was. They didn't It was, like the <laughs> was incredible. There, there was after the game. After the game, the press conference uh, the next day, Clive Woodward clipped a video together. Of corner Krieger, he asked me permission. He said, Dorse, is, it, is it all right if I show this to the media?" And it was. There were punches, kicks, headbutts. It was like a like a low lights reel of let's kick the <laughs> out of doors um, he, he was he was he was chaos. He was absolutely. How chaos. do you the, cope,
1: the, Dorse, How do you cope with that when you know that these boys, you know what I mean? They're gonna they're, they're looking to take out the little fella aren't they? They're looking to put you under pressure.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you didn't—you didn't get the protection that maybe you get because of TV and uh, the, the safety of the game. Thank goodness where it is now. But um, you just—you grew up with it. I mean, that was—that yeah. was what happened. There, there were some big, tough men playing in front of me, and they would look after you if they were on your side. Well, that's not strictly always true. They're, I mean, plenty of my own teammates have beaten the crap out of me as well in my life but the backs would do the fancy stuff and score some tries but if you know if the forwards ever got hold of the backs in some of those <laughs> rucks and malls I, i'm not joking i'm not you're laughing about it. i'm not joking it was absolutely brutal i mean they would be there was gouging in you know fish hooking grabbing your oh.
1: balls i mean that's called verbally, tea bagging you- isn't it <laughs> No. no handbagging in it. <laughs> handbagging. <laughs> handbagging. Handbagging. So handbagging. <laughs> I think we've just had a little
2: a little insight into last night film.
1: <laughs> no handbagging, I think it's called, isn't it?
2: Keith Wood. Keith would tell that story oh, yeah. a lot. Who played against Harlequins? I was playing for Northampton and I went into this, I've sort of tried to dance around one of the players and got caught and got caught upright. And it goes into a mall and I just felt this this hand go between my legs. And just that split second bit before you know you're in trouble, I, I, I've, I've, I've turned around and I've seen it's Keith Wood and I've said, Keith, just take the ball. Just take it, have it. I, please, please have it. Just before that sort of grab and twist movement. Oh, wow. It was, it was awful. It was awful. But actually, do you know what I saw? It was online. I saw that uh, video of uh, Buck, Sh- Buck Shelford. I tell you, yes. Buck Shelford's going to be on the list. He was.
1: Oh, we've got one.
2: His infamous story that I saw him tell online was when it, he he played for New Zealand against... Uh, the French I think it was like down in Marseille it's never been seen on TV because it was so violent in one ruck he got he got punched in the face that meant nothing to him no problem and then it went to ground and the whole French pack ran over his back and were just you know using their studs for, for a washboard on his back scraped him all and he just got up and faced it all went to the next ruck And then one of the French players kicked him right between the legs, right in the crown jewels. Physio came on with a sponge, (laughs) right? Came on with another one of Sue's favourite jobs. Came on, (laughs) came on with a sponge. Came on with a sponge and has like, and sponged him through his pants, sponged him to pull him down. He's got in, he's gone in at half time and it's a bit sore. He's pulled down his jocks. And one of his testicles fell out of his scrotum.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my
2: God. He was telling this story. It's true. (laughs) And he had to have his balls sewn up at half time. He went back on. He played the (laughs) game. Had his balls sewn up, went back onto the field and played for the All Black. I mean, if he isn't up there.
1: Take away the pain. Leave the swelling.
2: (laughs) It makes you think twice though when someone says put your balls on the line it makes you think twice <laughs> about that expression yeah. doesn't it
1: yeah. I didn't mean washing mine <laughs> wow well he's got yeah. me in there crikey and then went out to play the second half wow. yeah played on wow
3: don't go away there's more to come after the break To find out if it's right for you.
1: Oh, I've got one. I've got a couple for you. How about. What about sort of. Like, I've always been told the Samoans and.
2: Yeah. The mm. top yeah. you know, Fianna. South, South Sea Island. Yeah. 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 Brian Tough Leemar. boys. Brian Lee Matak. or oh, yeah. yeah. He would be. He would be horizontal when he was. <laughs> tackling you you know there wouldn't be no no part of his body would be on the ground he would be like a superman he couldn't just tackle normally he had to throw himself like a torpedo into you and most of the time it would be at chest height you know there wasn't any round the round the legs or anything like that he was and he played till he was 40 just smashing the living daylights out of people till he was 40 another Samoan would be Trevor Leota the hooker who was Actually, as wide as he as he was tall, Um, he was like a cube. (laughs) He was like SpongeBob, (laughs) and and again, he would he had he had no neck. He had no definition in his neck, so it just sort of went from the width of his head straight down to his shoulders. It was like a bit of Lego. And he could move. He could change direction. If you ever stepped into his area, he led with his head. And it... I played with Trevor when I went to Wasps, but I played against him when I was at Northampton. And uh, I stepped into thinking there was a bit of space and he cut me off, knocked me clean out. I mean, absolutely off dribbling, wobbling in uh, into the changing room. I, w- I was gone. I mean, but they had to manage Trevor. When I was at Wasps... They had to manage him because his, his weight his weight would fluctuate so much that in the off season one of the fitness star had to go and live with him to make sure that he would eat the right. It's true, honestly, I'm not joking. They would he would come back like 20 kilos heavier than when he left in in four weeks, so they had to go and make sure he just didn't wake up for breakfast and go you know go to fast see. food yeah. And also Trevor Leota, you and I—I I mean Phil, we, we and Sue, three of us—like to you know go and have a bite to eat and a and a glass of wine or something. I, I, in all seriousness, Trevor Leota, you go for a drink with him, and he'd order a uh, a Jack Daniels by the bottle.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> straight. He would,
2: up. He, yeah, yeah, he, 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 he would. He would just. He would drink it like it was fizzy pop.
1: Oh, talking of props, what about Jason? Leonard.
2: Oh, I mean, Jace, Jace is like one of the greatest players I ever played with, but I can't, I can't have him as one of my tough men because he, he he would look after me. Even when he played against me, that would be at Quinn's and I'll I'll be at Northampton. I remember being at the bottom of the ruck and I'd been, I got in the wrong position and my leg is in the wrong position. And I started to squeal and Jace was at the bottom of the ruck with me. And, like did a press, virtually did a press up with everybody on his back to sort of bridge a bit of space so I could move my leg and and save my leg from like it, you know, ripping all my and my ligaments and my knee. Um, as tough as he was, he is and was a, just a magnificent person. So I can't put him in a tough league because for, for he saved me rather than battered me. Even though he'd he'd like to be known as tough, but he can't, I'm sorry, Jace, it's just not happening.
0: What about Mike Teague? Was he around your time?
2: Early days, Teague, Mickey Skinner, yes. Mickey, oh, about that tackle on Eric Shomp in the ninety-one the f- World Cup
1: when he picked came at him the, up, came in the scrum, scrum, yeah,
2: yeah, picked him up, dumped him back, turned the game, defining moment for England. You got Mick yeah, Mick the Munch, Mike Skinner. <laughs> Dean Richards, you know, what? Oh. Peter Winterbottom, back. I mean, that oh. back rose. Uh, you talk about Mickey Skinner there. It, w- in our early days of of England professionalism, with a small p, they did a questionnaire to the team uh, on a Thursday night after doing the analysis or the, the, the pre-brief. Uh, the, the PR, and the marketing people came in because they wanted to commercialise the England rugby team. And so they gave us a questionnaire as to... Um, you know, asking us general questions. And one of the questions was, can everybody please name three things that they love about playing for England? Uh, and we're all, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, th- the honour, the privilege, the shirt, <laughs> the stadium, your friends. And Mickey Skinner wrote, stash, <laughs> w- wedge, <laughs> And flange,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and stash being all the freebies. I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, no. So good. Oh my god! Did they use him in the television advert?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
2: a lot of those, a lot of those oh. boys. Yeah, Martin Johnson. Imagine. I mean, he, he's he's got he's. Uh, I don't. I don't think I need to overthink the whole Martin Johnson piece. Around the world, he was he was known for being probably the most no nonsense rugby player of his era. I've never seen any player genuinely think that they're going to take on Martin Johnson. He had uh. he had like this this move that he wouldn't get away with now, but it was like something out of Star. You know, it's Star Trek when they do that. <laughs> pretend throat grab, uh, uh, but the person actually dies of, of, of asphyxiation, but you haven't actually touched them. He, but he had that, but he actually would touch them. He grabbed them by the neck and he, you could see they're all like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on. But in their mind, they're going, please don't kill me. Please, please don't kill me. He was so intimidating.
0: What was he like as a captain? Yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, he, he was the best captain I, I played under because it, he was... Uh, uh, I would always put him down as the player's captain, opposed to a lot of captains, still were very good captains, but they would be more managerial captains. Um, <clears throat> someone like a, a Will Carling or a Lawrence Delalio, brilliant leaders of the country, but they, they would be more managerial in the way that they would captain. Martin Johnson was Front and center, he was a player. Everything that he did was about the player and the players around him, and he had this incredible ability to communicate in not very many words, but knew you, you knew exactly what he meant. As well as, yeah, physically, I mean, he he would no one no one could stop him. If he was if he was running through the opposition, he was never going to ask anybody to do anything unless he was going to do it first and. He, he had a huge amount of of respect from all the coaches, the players, the staff. Yeah, he was a, a very genuine man as well as a, a brilliant rugby player.
1: He, he gave a he gave a great team talk in the in the World Cup final, didn't he?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know. I say he wasn't known, was he? He Wasn't known for his long Churchillian, well thought out speeches. It was just a come
1: on. <laughs>
2: All right, that and yes. that that would you know we all, everyone's like okay yeah 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 we're ready but the final there was uh, you can imagine playing in Australia in the backyard this is the moment we've all been waiting for for years we've built towards we've got ourselves there peaks and troughs blah 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 he he, he wasn't quite as animated but you thought oh here we go this is Jono this is this is this is what he's been put on this earth to do and we're gonna know and he was very softly. Sort of looking at everybody, there was no furrowed brow, and he just looked at everybody in the eye. We're all like ready, an intake of breath and gasp, and he looked at everybody and said, "Fucking come on!" (laughs) (laughs) That was it. Now,
0: (laughs) enough said. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: you know, listen, we won. It was all down to him. It was all down to him. Yeah, just oh, that, yeah. that extra sentence, oh. a word, just that extra word.
1: Yeah, it meant everything. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So he's in, definitely. He's in, yeah, he's in,
0: he's in. No, but no, just, I, just, just thinking back, though, Dawes, when, when Phil was doing his, I mean, a load of Aussies. Now, what was the Aussie team that you played against? How tough were they?
2: Well, they? T- I'm not sure they were known for being exceptionally tough physically, but their skills their style of play was incredibly tough. So I mean, what one of one of the toughest players I ever played against was George Grig in my opposite number because I just couldn't get my hands on him. So <laughs> uh, he, he would never. I mean, you've never met a player who stays so clean.
0: He he had a lot to say, didn't he, about that final move in the World Cup, wasn't it? Oh. You know, to, to beat the host, and he wasn't happy that you it, were so involved.
2: <laughs> no. No, he he was. Uh, I think I remember. I think I remember Tougher's talking about the Aussies doing some sledging. They're always known for their sledging, uh, and we we played against each other a lot over the years, myself and George Gregan. So we had plenty to say. And he was he was always one for you know, look at the scoreboard, or he, he'd give me he'd give me plenty. But I, I just I wasn't having it in the final. I just I knew that. Georgie Gregan was going to be doing something to try and get the ball back because it was needs must. It was, uh, you know, it was the last play of the game. And as I was putting the ball into the scrum, Georgie Gregan's just elbow in the ribs and and sort of got my attention and I'm ignoring it. And he's just turned around to me and said, hey, Dawson, your mum's your dad. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just that lovely little, well, how did you know that? But no, 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 no. <laughs> but now it's just that lovely moment where you, you, you again he's just trying to distract you and put the ball in but he he, he had a book of of sledging <laughs> uh, which I I love to be perfectly honest he was a tough tough player liked him
0: What about Argentina? There were yeah, a few toughies guy. there.
1: Yeah. Oh god, Federico
2: <laughs> Mendez. Mhm. Federico Mendez it was, I was at that game in 9 T90 possibly 89 or 90 where the Pumas played against England I was in the crowd my mates had had bought me a ticket to go for my 18th birthday I was in the south stand and I had the most amazing view of Federico Mendez knocking Paul Ackford square on the jaw and knocking him clean out Yeah, that was, I would say it was big news because there was always lots of fighting and scrapping, but, you know, the whistle had gone. There was nothing, it was like a bit of handbags and all of a sudden this enormous right hook. And Federico Menzies is 5'11", six foot, Actford's six foot six. He's had to jump to try and get hold of him and he's connected, knocked this gangly second row policeman (laughs) down. Imagine the embarrassment of Actford being, you know, whatever he was, chief inspector at the time. <laughs> I'm sure there were plenty, there were plenty of the, the, the police force laughing at, laughing, at going, go on, Federico, get in there. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this has gone on and he gets sent off. He, uh, Federico gets uh, sent off. Uh, the game finishes and um, I'm, I'm thinking, well, you know, I want to get on the pitch back in the day there. You could all just rush on the pitch and you go and tap the players on or the rest of it. And as the game finishes, all the players go on the pitch to do the tunnel. Federico Mendez goes back on because it's all very gentlemanly like and they're back on the pitch. And I'm now right next to the tunnel behind Federico Mendez, as the England players are walking down the tunnel. And I see that Federico Mendez's number on the back of his shirt is slightly torn. I don't ask me why, but I'm thinking I could rip that off his back and have that. And I've grabbed, I've grabbed his number two. He was a hooker. I've grabbed his number two at the top, put my hand in it, like you're going to rip a pocket off a shirt. Yeah. But I'm going to rip this number. And I've gone for a massive, like, huge pull down to tug the number two off his shirt. And Federico Mendez has turned round and, and looks like he's going to knock me out and sees that it's, you know, a supporter and knows he can't knock me out. So anyway, I'm having a laugh and a joke about it. Eight years later, I'm playing with Federico Mendes for Northampton. He comes to join Northampton, and I was sort of recounting this story. And he goes, I remember! I remember my shirt! You cannot touch my shirt! And it's like, I would not say he knocked me out, but he remembered it from that day. And RGs, RGs were always massive, but you'd never mess with them because you know they're going to beat you up. Federico Mendes would possibly be in it, uh, okay. were you alluding to anybody else there, Sue? Or
1: What about just- Betson? French. Yeah. So, so it's Batson, yeah. Serge Betson. Serge Betson. Chabal?
0: Chabel Sebastian Chabal, yeah.
1: Seabass.
0: Seabass it was, name I was name
1: yeah. <laughs> I've I've
2: had two uh, uh, yeah, I've had I've had uh, altercations with both of them.
1: You seem to get in a lot of fights and get knocked out a lot, Matt, during know, your career. Know. But they, that's, that's their problem. They pick on the
2: small guy. It's not me. I'm not picking. They just like, take the easy option. So Serge Betson tackled me and landed on top of me and was nose to nose with me. And he's been punched a few times. He's got a proper... proper crooked nose, uh, and uh, he was right on top of me just saying, Dawson, I would kill you, i kill you Dawson! <laughs> and, and naturally I didn't go near him for the rest of the game because I was petrified, <laughs> but Shabal was playing for Sale and he, he grabbed me from behind to keep me on the ground, uh, and to this day, guys, I, I don't know what possessed me to do this, but <laughs> I mean, I could tell it was him because his hair was, like, like over my shoulders. <laughs> his long nice. locks were over me, and he was just holding on to me. And I Growling
0: go, at you. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I've got to get up, ref, ref, he's holding on to me. And the play moves off, and he's still holding on to me like a bear hug. And I just remember, like, back, head-butting Oh, nice. Him. I yeah, I know. I don't know what possessed me. <laughs> of course... He's let go of me and I am off. I've gone, I'm <laughs> running. And, and you watch a video, he he doesn't re doesn't run back onto his side, he runs after me. <laughs> so you just see him chasing, he's running on our side of the field. Like Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was trying to chase me down. And and you can imagine I've got a 50-meter run to get to the ruck. So that's gonna take me like six, seven seconds. And for all of those six, seven seconds, I was saying,
1: ref, ref,
0: look, look at him, ref, ref.
2: (laughs) There's a good chance Chabelle could be on that list, you know.
0: Yes. Yes. You haven't really got that many on your list yet. Let's just finish. What about any more New Zealanders? I mean, I know you're talking more of the toughest guys, but um, Richie McCaw, for example, physically, mentally, just yeah but I, play,
2: I played against him when he was very young
0: right okay
2: so yeah i mean he he, he would have been extremely tough but I, I i can't have him above buck shelford um i couldn't have him above jonah
0: mm-hmm.
2: um i tell you i might throw in there a guy called kevin mayalamu who played over a hundred times and he was he was like Trevor Leota, but slightly thinner. <laughs> uh, and but much more didn't drink as much, didn't
1: drink as much
2: <laughs> only drank half a bottle of JD <laughs> on the night out. But he was, all joking aside, when you got tackled by him or you happened, you wouldn't try, you wouldn't run into him, but if he got hold of you, it, his body was like granite genuine granite there wasn't a part of his body that had any kind of squidginess to it it was he was so ridiculously tough and he was a bit dirty as well there's there's a chance he could be he could be up there other Kiwis Sean Fitzpatrick Oh Mm. Yeah, legend. And I play against Sean? Did you mention May-
0: Zinzan as well?
2: Zin Zan. Zan Brook, yeah. They, they, I mean, Zinzan and Sean Fitzpatrick are incredibly tough and had amazingly ugly ankles. <laughs> 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 ankles. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they had like, they had like, uh, Cank- you know, when the ankle goes to the calf, the yeah.
1: cankle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they had it, there was no definition when they pulled their socks up it was like they're, they're, it's gone from their foot to their thigh yeah, like it's just elephant. like yeah exactly like an elephant so true so true they had elephant's cankles
0: um, I'm not sure but where we've gone Jonah Lomu Martin Johnson Buck Shelford you've got right. Sebastian Chabelle Scotty Quinnell Scotty, Scotty's in there
2: I think okay. Scotty Quinnell
0: that's five
1: Oh, uh, Scots Irish, Scots Irish, Eddie Scots Irish.
2: I think we have to put Paul O'Connell in, in that because it, I mean he was indestructible. Yeah. To- totally indestructible. There's a guy called Gary Pagel. I mean he could challenge to be number 1 to be perfectly honest.
0: Oh, he's in then. Uh,
2: oh. Yeah, he he's going to be in the 10 but he was he was an absolute pleasure to play with. <laughs> and and a, a person that uh, you at your peril you would go you would you would run a million miles from uh to play with he was he was like an enforcer so say for example the chabal incident where i then knew chabal was going to have eyes for me and I, I couldn't look after myself i would then say to gary uh gary look after chabal for me please <laughs> And, and I would guarantee within 15 minutes, Shabal would be getting treatment from the physio. Right? Guarantee. He was, and by all means necessary. It, I can't go into too much detail because it is bloody awful what he would do. His studs. Like most of most of the rugby studs would be uh, like twenty-two mil would be the the max, you know, and that's that's tough. He would get like twenty-five mil studs that would be sharpened. <laughs> there would be like like um, you you'd use for mountain climbing. That sort <laughs> <Crampons>. of stuff. <laughs> crampons. There you go. Thank you, Philip. <laughs> Gary Pagel.
1: Gary wow. Pagel's in. I know why I didn't take up bloody rugby now. Crikey, yeah. right? He
2: wa- he, wa- he was in the World Cup squad that South Africa won in '95. A very very good player, but you know a little bit sort of under the radar, a little bit like Richard Hill was for England. No one really truly understood how great Richard Hill was as a player. Who else have we got? Who have we got? got Trevor I'm Trying
0: to think if you've missed anybody. Let's just. Francois
2: Pina. Francois Pina's got to be in with a shout. I, I think he he's played with a broken leg. He's played with a torn hamstring. He's played with a dislocated shoulder. I mean, he just simply didn't go off. It it, it was seen as a uh, uh, just a, a no go for for someone like Francois to ever go off the field, and an incredibly tough individual off the field as well. From what uh, you know, what he, how he helped South Africa and, and Nelson Mandela back in '95, the relationship that they had. I mean, what what he went through would have been incredibly tough to be that conduit into apartheid as well.
0: Did you play uh, Tui Lagi from Samoa? Did you play <gasps> one of those? God
2: Next. yeah. Um, no, uh, uh, um Twigamala. Yeah. Oh, I was
0: thinking of Henry, I think.
2: Henry Tuilangi. Yeah, Tuilangi. And then Twigamala was the yes. player who played for Wigan in the centre. So that's an unbelievable shout. <laughs> unbelievable shout.
0: Well, I went for the wrong one. I went for I but <laughs> it reminded it, you of him.
1: <laughs> it was still a Twi it was still a Twiwy, <laughs> with a Langi. Yeah, Tui
0: Lange. Yeah, he
1: played both codes, didn't he? Oh, what a
2: player he was. He was a
0: nice guy too, though.
2: Super guy. South Sea Islanders are... Proper. uh, But they're they're just so lovely and family-oriented and and generous and spirited. You put them on the rugby field, they're (laughs) total animals. I mean, it's brutal. No
1: no holds barred. What about someone like a seller?
2: I did play against seller, yeah, in those early days. I'm tempted to put Rob Howley in
1: oh really yeah
2: uh, and of, uh, not, not because it, he was poking anybody's no. eyes out no. but there were there were very few players if any that I would not look forward to playing against uh-huh. uh, and and Rob Howley was one of those players that you knew this this sounds a bit defeatist and it's, that's not my style but he's better than you yeah <laughs> You do it. Oh, he's better than me. I'm gonna. i gonna play as. Sorry, coach. I'm gonna play as best as I can. But you've just got to accept that the opposition number nine is better than me. All right. From the moment he played, I played against him in 1996. He played for Wales at Twickenham, and I think it might have been his first cap. He was playing for Bridge End, at, and I remember. I for what, it's just stuck in my mind. We had a team meeting at the Peacham Hotel, and Jeremy Guskett, who was playing fly uh, in the centre at the time, we were all we were talking about all these other players. Scot- Scotty Q was probably involved. Or Scott- Scotty Gibbs, Scotty Gibbs, oh, yes, yeah, Scott Gibbs, Scotty Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a chat about him. <laughs> but they're talking about these tough players, and Jeremy Guskett said, "Can everybody, yes, focus on but." Rob Howley is the player that we need to... If we stop Rob Howley, we're going to win this game. And I was like, shut up, Rob. He's not even played it. It's his debut. He plays bridge end. What are you talking... <laughs> anyway, Rob scored in about 10 minutes. <laughs> and and he, ran, he ran rings around everybody. He made me look a complete dickhead. <laughs> uh, and I've, I've just never forgotten. Jerry Guskett. gave me the warning and I didn't take heed to that warning. Um, I would like Rob Howley to be in there.
1: Yeah, Scotty Gibbs. Scotty Gibbs. Gibbs.
0: <gasps>
2: he ran over Oz Durant in that Lions tour ninety-seven. Yeah, that's
1: right. That's right.
2: Man of the series. Yeah,
0: because he wasn't that big, was he? But he was like a little pocket battleship. Like a, woman. Like he a was
1: bread van.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah a total pocket, <laughs> pocket bread van. If there is such a thing. Can we have? could have three in the top ten. three Welshmen. No. <laughs> tough three tough men. I mean, they were tough. Who have we got so far, Sue, in that we top have ten? Got
0: Lomo, Johnson, yep. Shelford. Yes. Chabelle. Scotty. Okay. O'Connell. Gary Pagal. Francois Pinard. Okay, we- let's
2: put a question mark next to him, yeah.
0: Okay, Twigamala.
2: Question mark next to Twigamala.
0: Okay. Scotty Gibbs, Rob Howley. No more. You don't want to think of any
1: Frenchies. More. What other Frenchies? There must have been there was some
0: Abdel Berenazi's
1: proper crunches, <laughs> the weren't there? Back it That back. fella
2: oh that fellow knocked me out playing for Toulon on <laughs> oh, Another one who knocked you out. <laughs> it was horrible. Ginger fella. I'm sure his name was Derugemon. I don't even know what his name is, but he was a ginger monster. And and I, 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 here we go. I'm playing for, I'm playing for Northampton against Toulon European Cup. And and a melee all, all goes off after this scrum. I'm I'm not even involved. Not even involved, just like let the forwards get on with it. Like No, I'm not even there. <laughs> and the referee is blowing the whistle and they're all like smashing into each other. And I'm like, guys, 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 all right, calm down. I'm like giving it the full, guys, guys, guys. Parting everyone, thinking I'm going to score a few points here with the referee, it was an Irishman. And I'm parting them across. Derusional mob punches me square in the face, knocks me clean out in front of the referee, And the referee says, oh, guys, guys, calm down, calm down. (laughs) Doesn't even penalise Derugamon, doesn't send him off. I'm Sparko, get carried off, end of the game. What a twat.
0: Is he in your top ten?
2: No, he's not going in. I'm not (laughs) having him. That's not (laughs) tough. Hitting the scrum up, punching the scrum off ain't tough.
0: So so we're going to make you pick your top ten for, you know, the hardest men you've played against. Okay. So who's your number one?
2: Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go, the hardest man to play against would be Jonah Lomu.
0: Okay. Number two. Have you got your list still there?
2: Oh, just about. You might have to help me, but I'm going to go with Martin Johnson.
0: So who would be your number three after Johnson?
2: I'm going to put Scott Quinnell.
1: Oh, what Scotty? I'm
2: going to put Scott Quinnell at number three. I'm going to put Francois Pinar uh-huh. at number
1: 4. Always come up the ranks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Told a lot. Well, about Buck. <laughs> Buck Shelford 3. Are we not put, oh, uh, have I not mentioned Buck? No, you've got Loma Johnson, Quinell, Pinar. now. Where does Oh, Buck okay.
2: Uh, let, let's let's put Buck after um at number 4. Okay. Number 4 Scott. So that's So
0: Scott Quinell 3, Buck Shelford 4, Francois Pinar 5.
2: I can't I can't have that. Buck Shelford 3.
0: Scott okay.
2: Quinell, four. Okay. Gary Pagel, five. Okay. Ah, oh, Chabal. Okay. Chabal, six. Oh, I mean, this is just so open Seven, up for... I think.
0: So it goes Lomu <laughs> Johnson, Shelford, Quinell, yeah. Pinar, Pagel. Chabal is seven.
2: One. Pag- I'm going to go Pagel above Pinar.
0: Oh, you're messing my list here. Sorry, sir. <laughs> Sorry. So he's Sorry. five and he's six. Okay. So uh, Pagel, Pinar, Chabelle. Scott
2: Gibbs, eight. Man of, man of the series, 97. Numerous victories. Oh, well, what about the try? That try in 99. Yeah. Damn you, Scott Gibbs. <laughs> Damn you. Bumping us all off.
1: That's right. I remember it well.
2: Number nine, I'm going to go with Paul O'Connell.
0: Okay.
2: Who have we got left for number 10? Yeah,
0: Trevelyota.
2: So I think I'm going to go Trevelyota, Sue.
0: Okay. Happy with that.
2: Trevelyota, the man that everybody likes to avoid, apart from when you're in the pub.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Unless we... it's his round. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, are we settled on Lomu, Johnson, Shelford, Quinell, Pagel, Pinar, Chabelle? Gibbs, O'Connell, Leota. Happy. I mean, yes. Yes. Good. I'm sure many will disagree. Who, who, was number, who was number nine? Paul O'Connell.
1: I can't yes. believe a man who comes in at half-time, takes his shorts down, and his <laughs> balls fall out of his scrotum, <laughs> and then stitches them up and plays the second half has come in 3 It's <laughs> He's got to be number one. He's got to be number He's one. Coming He's coming sir. he He's got to be number
0: one. But you started by saying that Lomu was the toughest best player you'd ever played. Ever no, I played. can't. It
2: can't be. Sue, so it can't be. Buck Shelford's got to be number one. <laughs> Buck is moving
0: to one.
2: Phil's just sold it to me. He can't be. I mean, what does that say? What does that say about Jonah and Jonah? if Shelford's three? That can't be Can't be Right. You can't play with your bollocks hanging out and not be number one. <laughs> can't. You can't. It's Shelford.
0: <laughs>
2: Shelford. Shelford. Jono. No, Lomu. You said no. Lomu. Shelford. Jono. Oh, Jonah. <laughs> right.
1: Okay.
0: Shelford, yeah. Shelford.
2: Shelford. Jono. Jono Jonah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then Quinell, Pinar, Pagel, Chabal, Gibbs, O'Connell, Leota. Yes. Good. We're done. Well Good done. Good said and great stories.
2: God, man, that's hard, wasn't it?
0: Well done, Dawes.
2: You love it every minute, that, (laughs) wasn't you?
0: Watching me go through the
2: pain. I look like I'm going to (laughs) cry.
0: Thank you very much for listening to the ultimate Top Tens of Sport podcast. If you do agree or disagree, then please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on social media at Top Tens Pod or by using the hashtag Top Tens. Or if you have any themes or topics that you'd like us to cover, please let us know either on the social channels or via email to hello at pomodo.co.uk. Please remember to subscribe or follow the podcast to get notified when new episodes are released. And please leave us a rating or a review. Ooh, do I mean to say that? They really do help.